Well, hello, hello. Welcome to Phenomenal Disabilities with Tree Low. Happy New Year, everyone. Brand new year, new start. We'll be talking about great uh, topics of this year. Um, you know, today's show, we are actually be talking to our guest. His name is Birdie, and he's actually from the disability community, coming from various uh, disabilities, um, uh, dealing with sobriety, addiction, um, also uh, mental disabilities. Birdie, say hello to the world. Birdie. <laughs> How are you doing? How are you doing? <laughs> Sorry about that. It's a little too that. early for me, but it'll do. It'll do. <laughs> um, yeah, I wanted you to kind of tell the world uh, um, what you actually do for a living or what, you, what your career and what you're doing. Well, I am a low voltage technician, which means I pull the cables to the cubicles, to the offices, to run the internet and phones. And yeah, I've been doing this for about, I'd say 10 years, Mm -hmm. but it's not only commercial, it's also for residential, where you hang up the TVs on the walls and install the speakers in the ceilings or walls. So yeah, yeah, I've been doing it since, I was, yeah, since I was, since I was 23 and it was kind of on and off at some point, but to be honest, I love commercial because it's so way easier because you don't have to cut the walls pretty much. Right. In residential, you come to a multi-million dollar house and somebody says, Hey, I want the speakers over here in the ceiling. And the house was just finished a week ago. And you and they say you can't cut the drywall. So how am I supposed to run the cables? You know, I mean they can't be dangling on the ceiling or on the walls. So yeah, yeah, I'm I'm into low voltage. And so, and, and aside from your career, um, um, you know, I, I know you and I just, uh, have spoke before about you have hobbies, you know, um, you know, motorcycles and photography and what whatnot. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I want the world to kind of get an idea. Besides, like your career and the hobbies, um, what you deal with daily, which your addiction with. Um, you know, um, drinking alcoholism, um, to sobriety, to um, um, your uh, mental disabilities with anxiety and so forth. Well, see, that's how I tame my anxiety. When I wake up, I need to have a beer or two. It just loosens me up and I just don't have those butterflies all over my body you know it just it just makes me feel okay and it's I know it's bad but I mean that's what works for me I tried numerous medications but it just makes it worse for me the next day and yeah it's 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 hard because it runs in my family right right my grandfather rest in peace he he liked to drink my dad likes to drink and my brother likes to drink and well it just 
then I like to drink and it just goes on in the family you know it's it's kind of hard but reality is reality right 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 yeah I I, I know, I know uh, it is an addiction you know and it's 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 really hard for some people to just quit and just say you know I'm done that's it but for some other people you know they're just hooked on hooked on it you know for for life I, there's a really good movie with uh Keanu Reeves I remember seeing it long time ago probably about 14 or 15 years ago mm-hmm. where his father was an alcoholic and he had to go to hospital because of complications and stuff like that and the doctor said one more drink and you're gonna die mm-hmm. and he was holding up for a little bit but then he just couldn't resist it and Keanu Reeves's act uh, yeah. character yeah went into an office and he found his dad dead face yeah. down on the table I mean I mean, sp- I mean speaking of this that that situation itself I mean um and just like with yourself I mean have you try to I mean how many times have you attempted to quit and how long um, did you tr- how long did it last or how many days did you try to stay sober well this one time I did quit and I actually found that tea and snicker bars really helped me out mm-hmm. so I was sober for three weeks and then I was coming home from work and I was like, you know what, I'm going to get a six pack, but I'm not going to drink all six. I drank, I believe I drank four, but that's what, that's what it's called, falling off the wagon. And then just more and more and more. And the biggest problem is if you want to quit, it depends. If you want to quit cold turkey after drinking years and years, there's about a 40% possibility that you're not going to make it. If you're going to quit at a rehab or a hospital where you get the proper treatment, it's about between 10 and 15% possibility of you not making it. So my chances are 40% I'm going to die. And therefore, I'm afraid to quit. Mm-hmm. And also the anxiety, that's another thing, which helps, which alcohol helps me to overcome the anxiety. And I know it's really not good being I, a I mean, I mean, raging alcoholic, to be honest. I, 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 I'm just curious, like, I mean, if you could tell the world, I mean, since you work in the field that you do and you um dealing with uh you know alcoholism um are you drinking heavily you go to work or if it's just like one beer or something to get you through the you know before you i mean i'm just curious because it's because i know so many people have gone through 
dealt with so many different things just to kind of get them through the day. Um, um, That's exactly what it is, just to get through the day. I mean, it. Have they gotten you in trouble at work at all, or you, or because of the type of job that you 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 uh, perform? Um, no, not really, not lately, not in the last few years, at least. Uh, I mean, I I wouldn't get, I, I wasn't drunk. I just need to put the fuel in my body so I can function normally. Your body kind of gets used to it, and you just—it's pretty much like if you would be a heroin addict or something like that. You wake up in the morning and. You can barely move. You need that. You need that shot. You know. You need. You need that fixed. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with alcohol. So, I have a couple of beers, maybe three beers, and I just start feeling normal. And I know some, for some people it sounds crazy, but addiction is addiction. Mm-hmm. And then you go through the. You go through the day sometimes, and even at work you can have a couple of beers you know like during lunch or something like that i know it's sounds crazy to some people but it is what it is i mean i've, I've like i said i mean i, I mean I've, I've seen at jobs you know like you see a lot of guys who are who are welders or whatever or whatnot and they may it, it may depending on the type of uh depending on the employer they may allow it but i think most jobs nowadays of what i was just curious because of the type of job that you you do and stuff um, um, you there know, could be a lot of, there could be a lot of stuff. There could be even safety like, and stuff. You know, and my my that was generally my question. I'm I'm, I'm uh, directing it to. Well, if you're a long time drinker, you know your limits. And I mean, if if you're gonna pound it at work. Obviously, that's going to be a definite, definite no. But if you have a beer or two during lunch and you're just, you're not wobbly, wobbly, blah, 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 you know, you're fine. Mm. But yeah, it's, 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 it's kind of hard to explain when. Because you're, well, your body, what you're, basically what you're saying is your body has become, um, um, Addicted to it. Well, uh, not not only just addicted to it, but because uh, it has adapted to it. You know, the level amount of alcohol you uh, exactly uh, that you consume because uh, alcohol is a suppressant in your brain where your neurons are traveling. It suppresses the travel, so less neurons are traveling between your brain. So if you would just quit cold turkey, which is really dangerous, to be honest, it starts shooting way, way, way more neutrons. And there could be some dangerous consequences, which I went through, and I would not want anybody to experience that. Do you think, uh, you know, if, 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 do you think you're at the point now where you're ready to uh, get sober or, you know, I mean, uh, after looking at. Uh, I'd want to, but 
I, w- I would need professional help, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Or at least a hospital stay, that's for sure. Right, 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 right. Uh, because it's been years. With, yeah, yeah. And it hasn't been a day without a drink, so. Right, right, right. You know, yeah, I, I see, you know, seeing that you're going through what you're going through and I know you mentioned about your family with alcoholism and, and whatnot um, I would love to be able to see you know everyone to be able to um, you know get sober I know it's, it's just like it's it's not going to be an easy um, see that's night, you know but you know I, I know how it is because I dealt with it myself you know so see, that's yeah. There's, there's one really, really important thing is that nobody is going to make you do it unless you want to do it. Unless you say, okay, I'm done with this. I, I don't need this anymore. I want to get sober and I'm but, definitely, but I'm, definitely I'm just gonna curious, why did you decide why did you start drinking me I mean I, I know you mentioned about having anxiety and stuff but was there something else that that caused you to start drinking besides oh no no it all started when I was in my teens when I first had my drink I was I believe 13. And then I, I was hanging out with people who were partying and drinking. And then when we, when we moved here to America, I just met people who were partying too. And it was just nonstop partying in, you know, heavy partying in the twenties. Then it slowed down, mellowed down. And then it just became kind of just like here and there going to a club in my 30s, but really kind of rarely, like maybe once six, once in six months or so. But still that, that drink, it, it's the, it's the brain that says to you, you gotta have the drink. Right. And physically also your body says, you're just shivering in the morning, you know, after drinking the last night. Mm-hmm. You need to have that drink, you know, it's it's both mental and physical mm-hmm. addiction. Mm-hmm. Mental is, you can go out for a cigarette, but you still grab that beer that's sitting on the table and, and you don't even take a sip, but it's just that mentality that you have it next to you. Maybe you will take a sip, you know, while having a cigarette. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it's a double addiction. It's mental and physical. Hmm. I mean, you talked about what your 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 brother, your, your family, uh, going through what they're going through, and uh, it must be a challenge. You know, even if you did decide to um, stop, you know, everyone else is still in the household, uh, still, you know, uh, at the state where they're they're still drinking. They don't want to stop. Or they, See, that's you know, another problem. 
yeah. because if you're around people who are drinking, you know, it's you you're just sitting there well dry, I guess you could say. And it's a really big temptation. So I would say if somebody wants to quit, it would have to be completely dry house, like no alcohol at all for nobody. Because if, if you see somebody drinking, your mind is already thinking, oh man, man, if I want a glass of that or I want a beer. And when, if there's nothing and nobody's drinking, you're just going to drink tea plenty of it and it's it's a good thing it flushes your body and replenishes and and like i said tea and snickers for me work that's not a good diet though <laughs> well because it because it, it kills the cravings for alcohol right. no i hear you i hear you i hear you i hear you, you know any attic yeah i so mean that's that's what with, with, me. yeah with coffee with caffeine and sugar like when you know when you're uh going i chose tea and, and it really works for me for two weeks and four days mm -hmm. not bad but and also a lot a lot of cigarettes yeah which isn't that good but i mean it's it's really hard to tell you know what's gonna work for you know for which person right 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 now can you um tell the world uh you know like the negative impact that you dealt with and with your addiction and disability that has uh, interfere with uh, you know with your friends or or or, or significant others you've been oh my god there's, there's there's so many first things first when you're drunk you get in trouble mm -hmm. when you're drunk you fall and injure yourself <laughs> when you're drunk you can damage make a major damage to relationship to your loved ones or your friends yeah. when you're drunk or pretty much you're in i mean if you're like completely drunk pretty much you're a fucking idiot well you know honestly uh it's, it's interesting you know hearing so many people's perspective about addiction you know even like <clears throat> seeing my uh myself navigating through sobriety you know um yeah i'm i do have to say i'm proud to you know, have been sober you know uh and and you know it wasn't a, a an easy journey to get to where i'm at right now um a lot of people may think uh it's okay to we call have embolism towards people with disabilities who have you know, it doesn't matter what disability you have um especially with addiction and and um dealing with mental disabilities or even physical or whatever disability you have but however it's, it's one of those things where you have to constantly keep ingraining in people's heads that um we all go through uh, what we're going through we're all not perfect but we all try to uh, navigate to the best we can to, you know to make it you know to do what we can to get, get through it to the next day um, and you know, and hearing your story, and, and you know, um, no, that's 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 really true. What you said, I mean, it can impact your 
your thinking and not just thinking but your mental mentality because alcohol does destroy the brain cells and some people turn into crazies sometimes well I mean not really, I mean, well I mean yeah I mean but I mean it was like that's an imbalance going on you know um, but but what I'm saying is like people who are not disabled who don't have any disabilities who are creating embolism like judging the rest of us who are disabled dealing with our our sobriety dealing with our, our mental disability dealing with the you know if if you have you know um you know uh uh, uh visible disability invisible invisible disabilities or invisible disabilities mean chronic disabilities mean you got injuries whatever uh, you know uh disability you have going that no one cannot see however so many people will latch onto this and think that it's okay to <coughs> You call it, um, uh, put you as a scarlet, le- scarlet letter, as you say, Mark is a scarlet letter, you know, as uh, rather than being, um, understanding or trying to make, make some understand, you know, uh, trying to stand back with their judgment on you because we all are, like I said, again, we're all not perfect. You know, and it just like I said, it's like going back to this is this whole topic about um, you know with you in your life and your journey. I know it's it's a it's a up up and down uh, journey you've been going through. Roller coaster. Yeah. Um, but I do commend you for being able to come on the show to be able to talk about this because. Uh, um, See, there's there's another thing. Sometimes people just have problems at home like with family they're not happy at work or something like that and some people just drown them, themselves in, with alcohol you know just drinking because it it makes you relax to some point I'm until it gets sure too you crazy I'm sure you and, deal with the I mean, frustration your friends though telling yeah. you to stop drinking yeah. and then when it, it 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 just gets out of hand, you know. I, I think you and I have have, have uh, had that discussion before, where you know, I I I was like, okay, I'm pushing too far, and let me step back, you know. Um, you know, we had this discussion, and like, hey, you know, like, oh, I'm I'm ready, I'm ready, okay, got it, all right, um, you know, and you know, and and I think it's, I think when. Like, like for example, like when I give you that example myself when I did that to you. It's, it's not doing out of being an asshole or anything. It's doing out of love. But I get it. You kind of have to go. Okay, let me stand back and let this person be able to um, tackle this. As, you know, but you know, you say, hey, you know what? I'm ready. Get you know, help me get the you know. Yeah. Yeah. See, but that's that's hard. You know, it's from the other person's perspective. Like you said. It's hard to know what to do because at some point that other person, let's say like me, it would be, it could be like an unpredictable. To, I'm, I mean, by being unpredictable is like, do you push the person to get sober or do you just let him do what he wants to do? Or do we find like a 50-50? you know and try to get an agreement you know like 
maybe you should stop drinking hard liquor just stay with beer but gradually just lower your beer intake and that way you're just gonna get but, 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 the, but, then, the, but then again we had to tell this audience that you know because you're only speaking for yourself not for everyone else you know i know no i know i'm, I'm yeah. just i'm just saying you know there's there's so many options because you know no one Every person is different. Every person has their own choice. Maybe somebody could say, hey, you stop drinking and that's it, or you're out. And that person is going to be like, oh, okay, okay, I'm sorry. Okay, all right, okay. Or you stop drinking or you're out. Ask you. I do what I want to do. I'll drink how much I want to drink. It, it, I mean, it, there's so many different scenarios, and I mean, every person. Yeah, basically, what you're saying, people react differently. You know, depending. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, some yeah. people promise, some people swear that they will stop, and then next thing you know, they relapse. And same thing, it's it's like a circle. I'll stop. I'll relapse. I'll stop. I'll relapse. Uh, it's. It all depends on the person and it all depends on what the person wants, you know, and what the person is going through. I mean, one thing is definitely that does not help with that is depression. Because it's, it's kind of really hard to describe depression. And another thing is anxiety. <clears throat> For example, I kill my anxiety with having a few drinks before going out, even going to the store. I social anxiety, or whatever you want to call it. I just, I don't know. It's just, it's really hard to describe. You get those butterflies in your stomach, and it's like not the good ones. Not like you met your perfect girl or something like that, and happy, happy. No, it's like I don't even want to leave my room. I mean, I'll go outside and have a cigarette, but I don't want to go into the store. I don't want to go anywhere. Right, right, right. Well, you know, I, I, you know, I just, honestly, I want to say, you know, um, you know, thank you for coming on the show to being truthfully honest about yourself. Um, Anytime. You know, I know it is is it's going it's an ongoing journey as you deal with it you know and the days that you are able to um you're you're i say you find you find that moment where you're sober and you're you know at, you know um um without anything and, and you're dealing with your disability your mental disability that day or you find like a balance in that moment um you know, give yourself a pat on the back for those times that you have, you know, going through it. You know, I, I know it's like I said again, just um, is, you know, every day, you know, uh, one day at a time. And also just dealing with disability itself. But, um, you know, I, 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 like, again, I said, I wish, you know, the best for you and your family. Um, and, uh, and look forward to hearing uh, updates on, you know, the prog progress with the family and yourself, you know, with, uh, you know, addiction to sobriety, to um, disability, you're the disabilities as well. All right, well, thanks for having me. And next time, 
going to be Melissa too. Awesome, 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 awesome. Well, until then, my guests, this is Tree Lowell from Phenomenal Disabilities. Until next time, see ya. Bye. If you or someone else needs help with substance abuse, mental services, call 1-800-662-4357 or 988. Remember, you're not alone.